0: The is expressed in the following program are our own. We're just two Canadian dudes, and we got an opinion that we'd like to share, and we're really glad you're listening. This is The Awakener. How are you?
1: I'm great, Awakener. Great to hear your voice again.
0: Great to hear your voice as well. Now, listen, we got a lot to talk about for our guests, so let's hit it right from the top, okay? So we're going to start right with Canada. Talk to me. Freedom Convoy Inquisition. Dude, what a load of shit. Sorry. Yeah,
1: it it really wasn't. To be honest with you, I did not waste my time on that because I started seeing how it was being rolled out. It was uh, very fabricated. It was very clear that they wanted to... uh, Crocodile
0: Tears from Freeland.
1: Oh, Freeland, Freeland made a mess out of herself. But it was very clear that they wanted to put the police, uh, uh, slowly, uh, the Ottawa police chief, they wanted to throw him under the bus. So I, I, wasn't, I didn't have any time for that, that song and dance game. Like, I wasn't interested in it.
0: Now, I don't think anything's going to come of this, okay? But I do think that Trudeau is on his way out. I think Pierre is getting more and more popular. Um, what's going to happen is that you think this is going to be an election to be called soon.
1: So let me give you a bit of inside information uh, from the brain trust within the, the top of the Conservative Party. The moment that Pierre was elected as leader, he started revamping and, and changing people that were previously Aaron O'Toole people. They're out the door and now new people that are loyal to Pierre Poliev are coming in and they're really top quality people. These are these are people that were even there under Harper's days. So. There, he's getting a whole new leadership team behind him to help him get ready. And the thought process at that time, and still now, is that probably Trudeau will call an election, or an election will be held May, June of this coming year, 2023.
0: Now, I know why. First of all, okay, the Inquisition is going to go nowhere, number one, because Trudeau basically can control everything. Um I believe that Pierre is doing really, really well and his numbers are doing well. And by this time next year, if they waited a full year, I believe that Trudeau would hands down lose the election. So they are going to desperately, desperately cheat at whatever cost. And this is why our government, our media system is all pushing that coronavirus is coming back and everything's scarce because they're going to mail-in ballot cheat like crazy in this next election. It's going to be wacko. They're going to take forever to count the ballots. So many mail-in ballots... Uh, Trudeau is going to do everything at all costs to get a majority because he is feeling the heat right now from all sides. The I don't know if you saw the news. Um, the U.S. military is starting to approach our military and trying to you know, do things with minimal, minimal mineral rights here in Canada. Um, so that is sho- yeah. which is great, but that shows that there's pressure coming from you know inside the U.S. toward us as an ally. And Trudeau is—you uh, could really see him start to him and Freeland are scared. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And another reason that they would rather have a, an earlier election than a later one is they're, even the Bank of Canada is is predicting a further recession, a further economic decline in 2023. There'll be a further one, even more in 2024. As they internally are destroying our Canadian economy, uh, it's going to get continually worse and worse. And the worse it gets, the, the least they're going to want to have an election. So if they do it earlier... Before it really gets bad, then they think that they can have a chance to sway people or to use, you know, fear tactics, scare people, don't vote for the conservatives, vote for the liberals and, and keep Trudeau in power.
0: Well, if, if the if other the-
1: thing that I wanted to add is, and I had mentioned this to you before, was that, that which added to the conservative idea, even though the conservatives had it before, but the conservatives had, have this idea that Trudeau is going to call an election early, is because Trudeau sent out a letter. To all of his MPs on November 1st, all the ones that are sitting in the House, and he sent them a letter and said, if you want to be acclaimed as the candidate in the next election, you have to raise two-thirds of your maximum allowable election expenses. And the average election expenses for the average riding is, say, between $100,000 to $120,000. So say if you're a is your limit that you can spend in an election. Trudeau wants you to raise by March 1st, which is very soon. March 1st, he wants you to raise two-thirds of it, so $66,000. He also wants them to do uh, so many thousands of phone calls or, or door knocking and to raise more donors. To their writing association and to the party.
0: Yeah, so that means he's pushing. He them. is. There's definitely there's going to be an election. The reason there's going to be an election, like I told you, is he's feeling the heat. It's 100 um, yeah. percent. And they are going to try to consolidate power at whatever cost. You're going to see in the news over the winter. Uh, this, I imagine, the NDP coalition is going to fail. They're going to lead it up that it fails, and they're going to call another majority. They're going to call another election. They're going to try to cheat for a majority because they have to pa- pass all this legislation at all costs. It's getting more and more desperate, and they're using coronavirus as the manipulation tool as always. That's all this is right now—a manipulation tool.
1: Agreed. Agreed. The other thing that Trudeau has done on the inside that people may not have noticed is that there's been a number of uh, senators. That have There have been a few Senators that have left the Senate, and there's been a few Senate seats that have remained open. Last week, he just appointed three Senators from Ontario. One of them is very much a partisan uh, of Trudeau. He's the head of the Pearson Centre, Andrew Cardozo. He became, and two other people became, Senators from Ontario. Under the, the Liberal banner, they're going to do whatever Trudeau wants them to do, so that way he can... Uh, topple the balance in the Senate and try to ram his legislation through.
0: Right. Um, you know how desperate it is, right? Because information came out with the, the Freedom Convoy lawyer about uh, there was a couple plants, I guess. Right. Do you want right. to take our listeners so th- through that?
1: That was very interesting. I think that was the only thing that I found interesting uh, in, the, in the testimony that came out that I paid some attention to was that the lawyer had identified a person um, as the one who was carrying the the Nazi insignia flag. Now, that guy is saying that it wasn't him, and he's saying he wasn't in Ottawa at the time, and he's actually threatening to sue for, for libel or for slander. But uh, there was interesting that that happened. And the other thing that, that was interesting that didn't get mentioned but should have been mentioned in the, the testimony was how the person, if you recall, there's someone who uh, walked around with the Confederate flag. He unfurled the Confederate flag, but it was witnesses saw it. He took it out of a plastic wrapper right. and like, you know, he bought it at a, at a store. He took it out of the plastic wrapper. He unfurled it had the it had the fold marks on it. And on Twitter, you saw that the picture being taken was a photographer right beside him uh, taking his picture while he was doing all this. Now, I knew the photographer. I know the photographer personally. The photographer is Adam Scotty, who is Trudeau's personal photographer, paid right. for by the government of Canada. So it was a he photo was setup. Up. It was a toll setup. He <laughs> was there in the in the audience. I like imagine there's thousands of people there in the Freedom Convoy. And just so happens that the guy right next to the one who's unfurling the flag happens to be Trudeau's personal photographer. What was Trudeau's personal photographer doing there in the first place? And what a coincidence that he's there with the guy who was unfurling the Confederate flag. And if memory serves me right, the guy unfurling the Confederate flag was actually wearing a mask at the time and nobody in the Freedom Convoy uh, uh, protest march was wearing a mask whatsoever. So, the whole thing doesn't add up. It's very clear that these were plans that Trudeau tried to do to try to to um, give a bad name to the Freedom Convoy protesters.
0: Amazing insight from the uh, the insider. Uh, you, you know, this is a pretty ghetto podcast, I think, but it's uh, it's amazing the material that you get on this show. Um, as we, uh, I guess, as we move on, we got to recap one more time. The reason we talk about Canada is because we are the enemy here in Canada. We are the enemy of the states. Um, our government is so evil the stuff that we're doing to go against the u.s and we are completely embedded up to our eyeballs with foreign agents that are working against the united states of america it's crazy um the the amount of people here that can like have tiktok on their phones i think almost every canadian must have tiktok right now Uh, basically i think there's a complete surveillance network of every single canadian that's been going on um and even like when like I'm a s- single guy, so even when you're on Tinder, for example, all the Chinese agents like I've known this for years. Like you follow them, and like there's there's Chinese women that match with you. And they're surveilling the network of everybody, in my opinion. Here wow, in this I did
1: not know that about Tinder. But as far as I'm concerned, TikTok has never touched my phone or anyone around me. TikTok is totally forbidden. And I don't know if you caught the news uh, at the end of the week uh which strengthens your argument about military intelligence in the US being the White Hats versus you know Biden or, or or whatever. You notice that in the United States they've now forbidden any cellular phone product from Huawei or ZTE, the two main Chinese telecommunication spyware agencies that make the hardware for the phones, they are now forbidden in the United States.
0: Right. The reason we talk about this is like you just have to read the movie, The Sum of All Fears. Read the plot, go on Wikipedia. The reason why this matters is because I believe that they told everybody exactly what's going on right after 9-11 what their next move is. is That is um, a neo-Nazi plans to instigate a nuclear war between Russia and the United States of America to establish a fascist super state in Europe. Um, the fascist super state already exists. It's the European Union that is subverting the rights of nations. It's being spread by George Soros in these revolutions where... You know, the Soviet Union, Russia, they play off on each other, leading to the expansion of this, you know, fascist super state, which is basically the Soviet dream world following. And, you know, it's very interesting to see this happen. And you can see this happening in Zelensky right now in Zelensky and Putin. We've talked about this on his podcast. So we believe on this podcast that this nuclear war was supposed to be instigated with Hillary right now. We believe there already would have been this shootout. It hasn't happened already. And we believe that China would have picked up the pieces under the guise of a UN humanitarian campaign after this happened. Reason why the port of L.A. was sold to the Chinese, why Trump reversed that, why our government is in bed with the Chinese, why the surveillance network of TikTok and everything that's happening, why the Chinese have police stations on Canadian soil. This is very in deep thinking by the Awakener Um, once again. So. Everything matters, right? When we talk about Canada, it's because it affects America, and we love America. That's why we talk about it. So, moving on, we're talking about Zelensky. Um, new satellite photos. Did you see those I sent to you?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. So, their entire electrical grid looks like it was knocked out.
0: Yeah, Zelensky is going to not be around to do TikTok videos. I think very soon. Um, it really, I like you know, with winter and everything approaching and everything going on, I do not believe that Ukraine is going to win this war. Uh, The West and our media system keeps telling us that Ukraine is winning. Zelensky seems to still sell that Ukraine is winning. Um, I don't know how you're going to win without power, heat, electricity. Uh, I I don't think that's possible. Um, Well, he
1: might have backup generators because let's face it, you know, come February, it's award season and he'll want to show up at the Oscars and the Emmys again, right?
0: (laughs) That's that's true. Um, It's just... You know, looking at these satellite images and what, what damage has happened, and you know that the drinking water is being taken out there too, it's only a matter of time. Like, listen, after this war that was supposed to happen, that was supposed to be instigated with Zelensky and Putin acting and drawing the U.S. and NATO into it under Hillary, how this has completely failed. Now, since it's failed, you're going to see really, I believe, Russia become more and more aggressive, more and more violent. The Soviet Union coming back. Give us back our territories, right? The incident that happened in Poland, we don't still don't know yet. They say it was Ukraine that did it. We say it was Russia that did it. We don't know yet. I think we're going right. to see a lot more of that stuff happen in the future. And I think the U.S. media is going to be giving people, oh, we're still winning this war. We're still winning. We're sending money. We're sending this. And it's not going to – do you know what I mean? Make sense?
1: No, I, I totally agree. And and like I – we both mentioned how Poland – You know, we don't hear about it anymore, which is very interesting. Uh, it, you know, it just happened. But I agree with you. I think Russia is going to continue – Uh, uh, having aggressive actions, trying to get NATO into this fight,
0: trying to, you know. At all costs. They're going to do whatever it takes to get NATO into this fight. This is why I told you that it was, remember when I texted you when it happened, I I really believe that Biden, the the United States president basically holds, um, they hold the whole Western world in their response to everything. Right? It goes from the president down. So Biden is really right. trying to keep the US out of this confrontation. Right? Here's a bunch of weapons, Zelensky. You know, fight it yourself. Or, you know, this Poland thing, the media, it completely died. Do you know what I mean? This is, yeah. this is, Biden does not work for Barack Obama. Right? This, is, this, right? this is an illusion of war that's happening right now. This is a game, this is a chess board
1: a very sophisticated chessboard there's no doubt about
0: it. I mean look look at, let's go let's march to the next topic. Look at China, right? All of a sudden they care about COVID again. They're locking their citizens down. There's protests yeah, in really. China about, you know, give us our freedom. The only reason they care about COVID is because the United States economy is going through record inflation. It's bouncing all over the place and they're trying their hardest to lock down their own citizens to affect supply chain issues to destroy the yep. world economy. That's all they're doing. They're trying to push the US economy off the railroad tracks. They don't care about COVID. Do you think the Chinese government gives a fuck about COVID? Sorry, excuse me. They don't care about
1: COVID, and you see the protest that's happening. You see that one of the biggest cities that they shut down is is Guangzhou, which is the capital of Canton province. So it's a big supply chain. It's a big industrial area. It's a big uh, part of the supply chain. This further uh, exacerbates the uh, economic problems that we have, the the supply chain issues, the uh, inflation, and things like that. Europe is going to be hit very heavily now with shutdowns because of high energy prices. You know, for natural gas, etc., for heating, factories heating people's homes, um, and and you can see that they also played this thing the last month or whatever, the last six weeks. They've been talking about masking kids, masking people at work, uh, COVID numbers going up. Get your vaccine shot, etc. They also did that, think about it, because of the midterms in the United
0: States. Well, of course. They, this, that's why COVID, COVID came out of a lab for multiple reasons. We know that. One of which is the control mechanism to cheat all these elections. As the truth is coming out, they need, they need something to grab onto to influence these elections. To retain, exactly. retain power while this struggle happens with the truth coming out. Exactly. And while all this is happening, like Russia is now, dude, they sent airplanes to China. Because China, their planes, if you know anything about their planes, their planes do not have great engines, okay? So there's Russia trying to help China that way. Uh, Russia is sending uh, 60 Su-35 fighter jets to Iran, right? And you have yeah. the, and here in the States, you see all the stuff going on with the FBI, right? So to recap, the intel community, knew extremists, planned the attack on January 6th. The FBI and Christopher ray they did all their interview. The FBI had, you know, plants embedded... In the extremist plans So we talked Correct. about the fake QAnon people With all that pedophilia mark on them, right? Trump, yep. Trump asked for more security Didn't get yep. it, right? Pelosi did nothing to stop it The D.C. Yep. mayor fought against it Right? And the Capitol Police opened the doors For yep. all these people to get into The Capitol building And then Trump yep. supporters get framed like Exactly and, and people are like, what's going on here, man? What's going on? It's it's, dude. This is the greatest movie ever written. We're, <laughs> we're we're literally living it, dude.
1: It really is. And the cognitive dissonance in some people that they just refuse to uh, look at the facts and just you know put the piece of the puzzle together is just, just sometimes shocking to me. Especially in Canada, I think Americans are a little bit more awake than Canadians are. But north of the border, it's just it's just shocking to me how people think.
0: Yeah, like you know, imagine reading like a newspaper. Back in 1939, you would, you know, you would see all these things that were happening. Okay, so the Nazis were marching around through Europe. Uh, The U.S. military was kind of in shambles. The Japanese were like this, like the stuff that was happening in 1939 is very similar to what's happening today. There was like a lot of stuff going on back in 1938, 39, where it was like, this doesn't make any sense. There was there was a, a lot of nonsense. The same thing is happening today. There's there's so much that doesn't make sense to the average person, and they're trying to justify, like, the, well, this is happening for this, and this is all random. Like, no. Right. All these things have meaning. Right.
1: You're absolutely right. Everything has symbolism. Everything has a meaning. Everything is a piece of the puzzle. People are looking at the individual pieces and not understanding how they fit all together. And that's why your your podcast is so important, because – it helps people put the pieces of the puzzle together logically so they could understand the bigger picture. And once you understand the bigger picture of the agenda, then you can understand where all these pieces of the puzzle fit in and why things are happening the way they do. Otherwise, you just think this is just none of this makes sense, and it's all disjointed, and you don't know where it all fits together.
0: Right, and now you can see the media. The media is talking about Hunter Biden now. The mainstream media is, seems yes. to be obsessed with Hunter Biden now, and they're talking about all his his energy contacts, right? Cefc, China Andri- Energy, yep. You know, oh, we could talk about BHR, China General Nuclear Power Corp. There's there's so much and and really i believe that the people think the media's given them this hint thinking oh something bad is going on and it's it's the warm up dude
1: yeah it, it, it is the warm up because now that the republicans have taken back the house on january 3rd when they take back control right and the, and the, the new the new house the new representatives get uh, get sworn in then you're already hearing the leadership from the Republicans that they're going to start having all these committee hearings into Hunter Biden, into the open border, into uh, COVID, into Fauci, into all these different things. They're going to start investigating and, and opening things up. The same way the Democrats tried to do fake stuff with January 6th, with uh, the Russia hoax, etc. Now the Republicans are going to do it about what, is really going on, and, and the truth is going to start trickling out. The media is going to try to minimize it, is going to try to hide it, is going to try to cover it up, is going to lie about it, but the truth is going to eventually come out, and more and more people are going to wake up and be right. awake. Right,
0: and I think there's going to be a confirmation. The confirmation is going to be that the FBI is going to actually do something with Hunter Biden, and that's going to, yeah, really, have to. It's really going yeah. to set the tide here, which is going to be this, the Senate will try to protect Joe Biden and, and the Democrats at all costs, I believe, uh, that is until the FBI makes that announcement, and then things are going to change. Um, right. pe- people are really going to have to start saving their own skin at that point, point. and I don't believe the Senate is going to stand in the way of these investigations at that point.
1: Well, you just need one or two senators, Democrat senators from Republican states or predominantly red states uh, that will realize that if they vote with the Democrat majority— Against the American people, that their their goose is cooked in the next in their next election. So they're going to turn just like way Manchin turned uh, and and voted with the Republicans on many bills. You're going to see that. I my prediction is you're going to see that uh, coming up in the year ahead.
0: Um, Elon Musk looks like he's just waging war with everybody right now. Everyone hates <laughs> I him. Love people, it. people people are leaving Twitter. Um, they're such the hypocrites, man. Like, it, the hypocrisy knows no bounds. There's no logic. There's no nothing. Oh, you know, like, let's ban Trump supporters. Okay, this is great. Okay, now we're getting banned. Oh, this is not so great. <laughs>
1: it's, yeah, it, it's amazing. I mean, Trump, has, his, his Twitter has now been uh, uh, unlocked. Uh, I've seen other people that were, were banned previously with absolutely ridiculous Jack Dorsey dictates. They've been unlocked. Uh, you know, some people are moving over to Truth Social, the, the, Trump, uh, the Trump-backed social media uh, network. I've had a few friends switch over to that. But uh, overall, I think Elon Musk is going to revitalize uh, Twitter. I see that he's taking some really heavy-handed uh, steps with the management and the staff of Twitter. So it's great. it's great. You know, maybe freedom is going to happen again. I wish someone would do the same thing with Facebook. And they're fact-checkers, or they're, they're not-so-fact-checkers, uh, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's just like it's like before all the truth comes out, we have to take control of all the information and make sure the information can be exposed to everybody. Um, all the stuff happening with all the cryptocurrencies, cryptocurrencies across the world are just tanking right now. Um, yep. People are surprised about the FTX scandal. I, I'm not su- surprised at all. Um, the, the Democrats and all these elitists have been money laundering all the time through various means, right? Um, Absolutely. You know, just wasting our currency and, and you know, spending our money. The the, the the cryptocurrency is just another avenue for them. I mean, I'm not shocked at all when all this came out. I don't know. I, you probably weren't shocked. I know Agent Whitaker phoned me up and he was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy, right? I, I wasn't surprised in the slightest. But there's going to be more yeah. information that comes out of the way that they've, you know, laundered money to advance their agenda. I, I believe that most of America right now is on our side. That 55-60% of people know that something is not right. They might not know what it is, but um, the red pilling, I believe, is going to be off the charts. Once the first indictment happens, we've been waiting for so long on this podcast talking about it, but it's it's almost time.
1: Yeah. I it takes time for all the pieces of the puzzle to fit together and for things to start happening. So we can't expect this thing to happen overnight. And like you've always been saying, if it happened too quickly, people just wouldn't believe it because it would be just too much for their mind. Their mind would get blown. So it has to be a progressive drip until people understand what's going on and are able to swallow it bit by bit and, and, and start opening their mind and seeing the piece of the puzzle together, the evidence fitting how it fits all together. And then understanding that we really have been conned and defrauded for generations. And we never even knew it.
0: Dude, 40 or 50 years we've been conned. At least. At least. And, and it's, you know, it's way worse than you think it is. Yes.
1: Yes. It really is.
0: So what's new with you and, uh, your life?
1: So we're just, uh, Working ahead towards if there's a potential election, there's there's changes happening internally within the, uh, the Conservative Party federally, which are very positive. Uh, there's 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 a whole new team, a leadership team, like I was mentioning earlier, which is fantastic, which is great. They're absolutely getting ready for uh, uh, the next election, and the great thing about it now is, unlike other Leadership elections, say Andrew Scheer versus Maxime Bernier, I think it was 2017, or the Aaron O'Toole versus Peter McKay leadership a couple years ago, those were kind of divided uh, leadership elections. Whereas this one, we had a leader that was voted on by the vast majority of the membership all at once, in one shot, in, 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 across the board, in every province, And so he has a huge mandate. He has the huge support of the majority of the membership. And most of the members, the members don't feel disgruntled. They all feel very energized behind one leader. Whereas before they felt divided because there were divided loyalties and things like that. So the people he's bringing in, in leadership positions are experienced and knowledgeable people that are going to prepare the party and get it ready for, you know, whenever there is the next general election. Um, and they're willing to bite the bullet and do the hard work and make the hard decisions that past directors and leaders weren't willing to make because they wanted to not lose their job or they, they wanted to, you know, not put their, their head on the line. Right. These guys are willing to make the tough decisions. They have the leaders, uh, they have Pierre's uh, support behind them, and uh, it's a great cohesive team together, which it's, it's just fantastic. There's a whole new energy happening with the Conservative Party. And a lot of the new members that joined the Conservative Party in the leadership, there are a lot of young people that would have been, you know, say under 35, that would have been traditionally, you would have expected them to vote liberal they're sick of the liberal life. They see that their life is getting further behind. They're they're not being able to move out of their parents' basement or they're not being able to to afford their own home or they're not getting a a proper job or whatever the case. There's a lot of people, young people under 35, that have joined the Conservative Party and and are conservative-minded and really um, adhere and believe in, a traditional conservative message, which helps people have freedom, helps people get further ahead, helps people have more opportunities, uh, gets rid of the gatekeepers and things like that. So it's it's a great time right now.
0: Yeah, we told we told everybody the transformation was going to come in Canada. It was just going to take a little longer.
1: Yeah, well, we're always behind the United States a little bit, you know, by a few years politically. Right.
0: Uh, the Awakener podcast is probably going to go through uh, a rebranding very soon. We have some new ideas, new things we're putting together. We've been putting together actually for the last few months. I just haven't made any decisions as to what I want to do, but we're going to be rebranding The Awakener and doing some bunch of new stuff. So I'm excited for that. So stay tuned. But other than that, I'm so glad you joined on the show. It's always good to have your insight.
1: Well, I'm glad to be on the show with you. I'm glad to be asked uh, to be part of it. Uh, it's always exciting. Uh, giving your listeners some inside information, some feedback, what's happening in Ottawa, what's, you know, what's happening around the world. I really appreciate it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this new rebrand of The Awakener podcast.
0: All right, buddy. Thank you for uh, being on the show. It's always a peach. Thanks. Take care. You too. Thank you for tuning in to The Awakener podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Awakener. Visit my website, theawakener.ca. That's all for now.